What's up, y'all? Welcome to 30 Minutes with Paris. Hi, wife. How you doing? I am... How you doing? Oh, my gosh. I'm very sleepy. You sleepy? Why are you doing this podcast then? Because this is the only time my children are quiet. And so we're sitting on the floor in our living room with Eden's little Mickey Mouse plastic table from Walmart with the mic set up on top of it and the computer open. Um, and our butts are on pillows, pillows right. that sit on my couch. So sorry if you come to my house often, um, it might smell like booty. <laughs> well, we took showers today. No, we did. But you know, the principle, <laughs> <laughs> you just let them know our whole scene. I sure did. I wanted to set the, you know, the situation. We real close cause we losing one, we using one mic. Um, my breath stink. No, it doesn't actually. Well, it just smell like skin. Cause I brushed it. It smells yeah. like skin. Yeah, you know, like when you when you sit close to somebody and they just smell like a house. <laughs> what? No, no so you think, say the no, listen to things. listen to me. You what you, is, what you does this mean? have you ever met somebody and they literally they just smell like furniture, like they smell like life. When I first met you, you smell like new clothes all the time. I appreciate that actually. I'm like she always buy new clothes. I would rather smell like that than uh, the underside of your elbow. <laughs> the underside, the crease. Yeah, the, the part you don't see. <laughs> Things you don't see don't never smell good. Anyways. <laughs> They're not exposed exposed to the light. This 30 minutes, so we got to hear and jump into the uh, thing, because Jackie, she, she get the rolling and then don't stop. So Jackie, what are we talking about tonight? So basically, me and Preston have two different personality types. Preston is extroverted, um, for the most part a fearless guy. Um, me, I am introverted, quiet, very socially awkward. Um, I play that off just by being funny. Until um, she gets on the stage with 4,000 people to teach or preach, she's like not fearless. Maybe we could talk about why you're not fearless when you do that. Because it's there's a difference between talking to people and talking with people. On a stage, I'm not really interacting with you. I'm looking at you and I'm talking at you. I'm right. not talking with you. Right. But it's when I get off that I have to interact when I have anxiety. But anywho, I think in terms of evangelism, uh, I just kind of want to like talk about like how introverted and extroverted people, how they evangelize differently. Is the content the same? It should be. Yeah. But will the methods always be the same? No, because for me, for it was a long time in my life where I felt like because I wasn't this super outwardly bold pursuing person in the church that I wasn't like fulfilling the great commission. I would look at people like you who out here talking to strangers all the time about (laughs) Mormonism and Jehovah's witness stuff. And I would look at y'all and be like, Oh, they're obeying the gospel. But me, I'm still sitting in this church knowing all this information about Jesus, but too afraid to share it with anybody. Right. Right. And that's the reason why we want to do this podcast because me and Jackie, we both are, I feel like called to talk about, very hard topics, but we do it in two different ways. Absolutely. Um, which I think um, they both bring glory to God. So um, we're just made different. And yeah. God has made people different for his glory. So I don't think that somebody shouldn't feel like they're not uh, being utilized to the maximum uh, ability just because um, their evangelism doesn't look like walking up to strangers and sharing the gospel because that's not necessarily the case. So... If anyone subscribes to your YouTube channel, Bold TV mm-hmm. plug, um, they'll <laughs> see that you are pretty equipped to defend the faith against uh, people of different religions. Sometimes. And, 
for the most part. Yeah. Uh, and so in these clips, in these videos, you will go up to somebody whose name you don't even know and just start talking to them about Jesus. Is that personality or is that like you're just this really spirit-filled person who has all the courage in the world? Like, what is it? Man, I think it's a, I think it's a little bit of, of of both, and I think it's a mixture of a lot of things. Um, yeah, that's my personality lend lend itself to to kind of be fearless in some ways. Yes, like I like my mama used to always say, my this is the crazy one. She used to always tell people, this is the one who not afraid to to do do nothing. You know, um, when I was young, like all my friends used to like dare me to do like the out, most outrageous things and I would do it. You for, should for. you should tell the people how you um in fourth grade how you peed in the trash can by the pencil sharpener. I think you just told them. But you gotta give them context. So it wasn't the fourth grade, it was the fifth grade. Excuse um, me. I was a very for not having all my details in order. <laughs> I was a I was a very bad little little boy and I got my bathroom privileges taken away. Um, because I kept like leaving out of class without accent. So I had to use the bathroom this time. Like I really did. <laughs> and she, my teacher wouldn't let me. Uh, so I kept asking her. She got irritated. She told me to sit up in front of the class or stand up in front of the class by the pencil sharpener. Cause that was kind of like the timeout thing. It was like a shaming thing. And I told her, I said, you know, if you don't let me go use the bathroom, I might just, you know, um, pee in this trash can. <laughs> um, I said it jokingly, but see what happened was, she dared me. She said, you wouldn't. You're just trying to get attention. And I said, why did you do that? <laughs> um, and the thing, what made it real dramatic was um, the trash can didn't have no bag in it. Oh. So I, I got the trash can and um, everybody was kind of like egging me to do it. And all you heard um, after three seconds was... <laughs> and the whole class just went crazy and I became like famous in my school for that. so when you got filled <laughs> with the holy ghost and started using the bathroom and restrooms again yeah um, so i think so I, we said all that to say i think what what god did was he kind of used this this bold nature that i had um for his glory but there have been times where i was afraid to share um certain certain things with certain people was it were you afraid to share like particular truths that were hard or was it the person you were talking to that it, made you afraid? It was the person. So a lot of times people will look at me like this, I'm this bold person. And one of the things that the Lord had to convict me of early on in my walk was I, I was bold to, sh I would, I would walk up to any stranger and share the gospel. But um, my, my cousins, my close cousins who were Hebrew Israelites or um, dealt with like black religion because I didn't want to, I didn't want to rub them the wrong way. I would, I would, I would sometimes hesitate to share the gospel with them mm -hmm. um, because I wanted to be accepted in my family. I grew up in a close family with, you know, that's close the, cousins. That's the truth, though, because, like, I feel like it's so much easier to share sometimes the faith with people you don't know than it is to share people with whom you share DNA with. You, you know what's deep, though? What God showed me was that that I had to I had to really check my motive, like, I want, like four or five years ago, and I had to make sure that the motive of why I'm sharing the gospel was love. What do you mean by that? Uh, what I mean by that is I think that I think that sometimes we can share the gospel and we can share hard truths with people because their opinion really doesn't matter to us because we don't love them, mm -hmm. you know. So it's easy. It's it's easier to to be hard or to to 
to tell somebody that they're in danger of God's wrath when you really don't care about them. You know what I mean? And I had to, I had to, I had to check my motives and I had to ask myself, am I sharing the gospel with everybody out of the, out of love, um, out of love for God and out of love for people? And do I really care about their souls? Because if you truly care about the souls of people, you will share the gospel with your cousin, your auntie, and you'll also share the gospel with that Jehovah's Witness who knocks on, on your door. See the, see, the thing is, I feel like that sounds true and great and, you know, God glorifying. But I think that the fact of the matter is it's scary. It's scary to even consider like the idea of talking to somebody about Jesus. That stuff gives me straight up anxiety. So here's the thing. <laughs> I, the, 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 so what's scary about it? Because uh, it's something that I I can't all the way relate to um, as an extroverted person. You know, um, but what's what's scary about it as an introvert? What's so for me when when somebody says so? Let me give you this background. So when I was a new Christian, I felt like the way that people talked about evangelism was always in terms of like street preaching or talking to people on the bus stop, which or, is not true, right? Like so, I thought that all evangelism looked that way, and so for me, the idea of just being on a train or a flight and be like, hey, so. Do you know God? Like it just sounded like what? Like I don't even like I don't even like talking on the phone with people I know. So what makes you think I want to talk to somebody that, you know, I ain't never met in my life? And so I think that's one, but I think as I learned that evangelism actually looks different, it's still scary. And I think the fear really is fear of man. I think the fear is how will they respond? How will they look? Will they be mad at me? Will they be uh will they curse me out? Will they you know, I think those are the questions that go through my mind. And it's just flat out awkward. How do you even start this conversation? How do you begin this conversation? And so what I found that works for me is I do evangelism well in relational contexts. Mm -hmm. And so when I worked at Wendy's for a season, I built relationships with the people that I worked with and in building relationships with them and them seeing how I live, them knowing who I love, because naturally, if I love Jesus, I'm going to talk about Jesus. It doesn't mean, and it doesn't even have to be like a challenge towards them. It's just, what were you doing this weekend, Jackie? Oh, I was at church. Oh, you go to church? Yeah, because I love God. You know, like it just naturally that type of stuff would come out. And I realized that that's kind of how God uses me best is in building deep relationships with people where I can then talk about Jesus from there. Yeah. And, and for, for those, I, I just want to let people know for those who do watch bold tv i've actually had a couple of people like yo do you think that you know evangelizing in a more relational um context is, is more helpful and i want people to know that I, I do both i mean most of the people that i, I walk with i you know i've i've met on the block or at my job or when i used, when i used to work or whatever um or on the road and i i've, I've been walking with you know particular people for some years now but at the same time i think that it's a it's a time and a place for everything and also everybody who's called to or everybody who feels led to evangelize on the street doesn't necessarily mean that that's like the the prototype or that's like the 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 only way you can um, evangelize and also i think it's real important for people who do um, street evangelize 
to 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 make sure that you're trying to build those last long lasting relationships. Mm-hmm. That it shouldn't just be you out giving the gospel with people and walking off. It's like, no, nah, if you're not exchanging numbers, if you're not trying to to build with, with these people outside of this conversation that you're having, you should ask yourself like, why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Um, because um, even when I do the the, the videos. Uh, on both TV, um, I'm trying to to follow up with these people. I'm trying to build with these people. I'm trying to, you know, text these people and invite them people to my home. And yeah, so I'm 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 trying to to build relationships past this one conversation. So have you n- never ever in your life had uh like you felt like God telling you to say a particular thing or to speak to a particular person about Him, and you were just like, mm, I'm good. I have it all the time. Oh, I yeah. All, yeah, I have it all the time. I mean, but is it fear or is it laziness? No, I, I no, I, I don't think it. I, I think it's. I think it's a little bit of fear. I think. I think when you when you're when you're out or when you evangelize and, and you, especially when you're um, um, pursuing apologetic, I think anytime you're out and you evangelize and right, I think you have mixed emotions, right? Because especially if you're prayed up and you feel like the Lord is leading you. Sometimes, even if the conversation in itself, it's a very bold conversation. Sometimes God might tell you to say something right then and there. And it's like, Ooh, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want to God. Like, for example, I was talking to this one girl um, who was Roman Catholic and she basically was just living her life. Like, you know, how she pleased. And I just felt something tell me like, now nah, you need to repent. You need to repent. And, and, and turn. that's what you felt to say to her. Yeah. That's what I felt. I just felt like God was leading me to tell her that she needs to repent of her sin. And I hesitated for a long time. And at the end of the conversation, I was like, you know what? I'm going to just tell this girl. And when I did, she like blew up at me. But I think that when she blew up at me, like it kind of revealed why why you were supposed to say why it. I was supposed to say it because mm-hmm. it, it struck a nerve but I don't really know why God had me to say it but I just wanted to be obedient cuz everybody need to repent yeah you know what I'm saying so <laughs> stuff like that with with you being introverted right um has there ever been a time where you felt like God was leading you to to say something and you just didn't well there's this thing cuz I all I, I always have this tension of is this God telling me to do this or is this some kind of like unforeseen Christian pressure that I'm putting on myself to do this? Because it's a reality that God wants us to talk about him to everybody. But there's also like this, like, is this me? Is this God? Is this, is this fear? Because I was in a Christian, I was in a Christian church for a long time that was uber legalistic and made you feel like you were like the scum of the Christian faith if you were not giving your faith daily. And so part of me is always trying to wrestle through, is it the Holy Spirit or is that just my past uh, Christian experiences in my face? But I think in general, I think um, I've had, obviously we're talking about sexuality. I've had plenty of circumstances and situations where it would be easier to, to not talk about that in light of what scripture has to say because yeah you because you talk about you you always talk about like the things that i talk about is hard and whatever but but being your husband i've seen you attacked on twitter on facebook countless times youtube and youtube (laughs) countless times and you're talking about a very controversial protested 
protested at at Harvard. You should talk about that when you were protested at Harvard. Um, when they just had picket signs like "We hate Jackie." Perry. Oh my gosh, they didn't do that. But <laughs> yeah, I I think I really believe that what has allowed me or what has led me to say the hard thing is that I really believe that the hard thing is a good thing. You know, I, I think that's one of my motivations is that. Um, God is good and God is wise. And so even the commands of God that are really hard for us to deal with or even submit to, um, the difficulty of how they sound and how they feel doesn't negate the fact that they're still good. That's and good. So that's I, really good. So I think for me, that's really one of the motivations is that, no, I know this is a rough thing. The gospel is foolish to those who are perishing, um, but to those who are being saved, like this is like, great good awesome um but also i think I, I i know that god is better and so in knowing that god is better and believing that he's better i again am willing to say the hard thing if it means that this is the means or the access point by which you'll get to know the person for whom you were made and so i guess hmm. that's that's huge i think that's huge in having courage or bravery in light of persecution is what you believe about God and what you believe about God's word. And if his word is good and his person is good, then I think um, that kind of helps you and leads you to be uncomfortable. And that's real good that you said that, Jackie, because I think some may look at what I do on Bold TV or street evangelists or people who walk up to strangers and be like, oh, they're really bold. Mm -hmm. But I've never considered you any less bold than me just because your personality type doesn't lend itself to go up to strangers you're still bold in the capacity that god has called you in that's that's so encouraging you know you are you're you very, you you're, better edify you're me you're very bold like oh seriously. my goodness you know today i was you know I'm, I'm studying jew and it was talking about jews tells them to build themselves up in their most holy faith mm-hmm. and then i started looking at all the ways in the new testament where it talks about buildings and you know that the word edify comes from the concept of edifice so like a building? Uh I've heard that before. Okay. Sorry. That's I'm, really that's I'm yeah. Completely off topic. Yeah. Anyway, we went to a church in Chicago and we had um kind of outreach seasons. I think every Christian church at some point when it get warm, they start trying to figure out ways how they can preach to the people in the neighborhood. And that season always gives me anxiety <laughs> because I'm like, here we go. Finna be trying to talk to strangers about Jesus. This ain't my thing. And I just give them the little New Testament packet Bible that's real small and fit in <laughs> their purse or they uh they knapsack. And I give them that. But you um came up with an idea that I think was super wise on how churches can kind of like help their people with different personality types to all obey the Great Commission to make disciples. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what what I did was because I was the leader of the like the evangelism team of my of my location in my church uh, what I did was I, I I recognized the people in the location at my church location who had very outgoing um, personality types who also was passionate about evangelizing um, out on the block but I also recognized people who had the gift of hospitality uh, people who were good with one-on-one situations it didn't necessarily mean that they couldn't reach people in the neighborhood um, because we did house churches in Chicago, what I would do is I would, you know, take a team of people who were comfortable, who they who felt like 
you know, God has equipped them to go out and walk to strangers and, you know, um, share the gospel. But what we would do is we would lead these people back to our house or we would tell these people what, what the church is. And when they went to the church, um, people like Jackie would be waiting for them, like people who were good with one-on-one, you know, uh, relationships, people who can be hospitable, welcome, in, welcome them in the house, share the gospel. They didn't have to, you know, necessarily... Um, they, they didn't have to do the work of introducing themselves because people were coming into their space. And I felt like the people who were waiting in the church for people who came from the block, um, they felt more in their element to, to share the gospel, to go deeper. And I think that's how the church should be because it's only so deep I can go when I'm out sharing the gospel. And I think that if we have people who are willing to you know, break the ice with these hard conversations to introduce people to the church in the neighborhood. Um, and then we have people, you know, after that who can, you know, um, yeah, like go deeper, find out where they live, find out, you know, their struggles and their pains and stuff like that. Um, I think the the church can be way more effective. Yeah, because I mean, evangelism, we feel like it's it's all on us as individuals to reach the world. When it's not, it's on the church. And so like, evangelism is a community project which has made it like a little easier for me um because i'll like for example you know how they want y'all to talk to like new people that come to church i don't like to do that either but (laughs) what 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 i realized that might make it easier is if i link up with a extrovert and then go talk to somebody at the church you know what i'm saying where now it becomes like it's not all on me to formulate this conversation or this relationship but I'm like, I'm linking up with somebody else that God has put me in fellowship with or community with to do the work. I think somebody might say, though, isn't that making like, isn't that kind of pacifying people's fear? Because I, I, I can imagine that that would be somebody's pushback. I think I think somebody could say, you know, yeah, that's all good and all. But aren't we just giving people excuses? to to not step out on faith or to not be bold or to not be courageous. And I don't I don't necessarily think that's what it is. I think it's really just appealing to the humanity of someone and how God has created them yes. and allowing them to serve in the context that they can serve best. Absolutely. And even if it fits you personally, even if like, you know, like for me when I was at when I was on the hospitality team to welcome people in who had already been talked to, it still was scary. I still had anxiety, but I didn't have as much. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> First Peter 3:15 tells us to always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks us for the hope that is in us, right? So I think there is an element that, you know, um, Christians should always be prepared to share their faith when the time calls for it. But to say that it should look like one thing is wrong. You know, for example, you remember Shaquille, the dude I, I reached out to and shared the gospel with on the block. Um, a guy named Shaquille, he was, um, you know, ex-gang member. He was shot five times. And he was paralyzed from the waist down. He was deep in like Hebrew Israelite religion. I walked up to him and I just started sharing the gospel. Me and him, you know, built a, a dope relationship. But it was the relationships that Shaquille had with the people in my location once he started coming to my church that went that went way deeper than I could have ever went. And to say that, you know, they're not bold or they're not fulfilling the Great Commission because they didn't go out and 
um, share the gospel with him, which some of them probably would have never did. Mm. But at the same time, God is still using them. Yeah. Uh, because to be honest with you, I, I mean, somebody can say, um, I'm not feeling the Great Commission because I'm not the most hospitable person. I still got to work on that. Mm. You know what I mean? But what about those people who come in and I don't even recognize them? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I think I think God is just why, like you said, I think God has just wired us differently. And I think that being bold or sharing the gospel, it should not look like one thing. Yeah, I guess the um, encouragement is that, you know, God has, like, we're image bears, right? So we're way more complicated than people could make us out to be. Like, none of, none of us are really simple. Um, but with that, God has, God kind of uses our giftings and our personality types for his glory. And I feel like we just shouldn't limit ourselves or even the body or evangelism to looking a particular way. But I guess the challenge is really what I want to just, I'm, I'm, I don't even cut you off, babe, but I, I, I really want to, you know, uh, brag on you a little bit. Okay. Because that's what the Bible says. Let somebody else. But seriously, though, you Let somebody else do it. The, the, you, the, the, God don't like the, the, the proud. <laughs> he humbles. Them. Let me, let me talk, girl. Go ahead. The way, the, the way you are intentional with people. Like as far as when it when it comes to just you know making disciples and building relationships, like I've seen Jackie, for example, walk with young women um, since we've been married is five years. Walk with many young women in our local church, and um, the, the the amount of intentionality that she takes to 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 pay attention to detail in order to reach people who might not know Jesus or who might not be as knowledgeable in the scriptures than her is 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 commendable. I'm not that great, but I will say that you that are. I'm, I'm not, but I do. She's think, being modest. She she. No, I'm I'm being real, but I do think that that actually speaks to a really great point. How like y'all extroverts, y'all just don't be paying attention to little stuff. Sometimes it just be kind of like. Ah! And y'all be missing things, y'all, y'all, y'all. That's me. I straight miss things sometimes. I, know. So I get the big picture. Right. I get the big picture a lot. And so what I'm saying is, I think that that's kind of that's a great point about how, like, in discipleship or evangelism for the introvert, you can be the person that because you're particular and because you're observant and because you're quiet, and usually quiet introverts are people that are thoughtful mm-hmm. and they're processing things. And so even when you're having a hard conversation about a particular text or a sin issue, you're not just spitting out what you thought of in that second like extroverts can do. You've really milled over this whole little conversation and you know what's deep i think that's dope you know what's deep though what um it was me going out and evangelizing at our old church with introverts that showed me that i wasn't as intentional as i could be when i was evangelizing Hmm. they would like i would go out and i would be the one who will go out and like walk up to a corner full of people and just start sharing the gospel. Mm -hmm. And as I'm sharing the gospel, I had this big picture type of thing in my mind of the points that I wanted to share. And it was the introverted people who sat back, who listened and who really paid attention to what they were saying back to me Mm -hmm. and was saying, maybe you should have responded this way when they said that Mm -hmm. you, you, you missed kind of like the hurt that he was trying to communicate when he was talking about how his dad abandoned him and you just shared the gospel and you didn't address that. So I like I th- I think we help one another. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? Um, shout out to Jarmaine because she was a Wayne person who, who was doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like pressing, yeah, next time when you talk to this person, make sure you address this um because you didn't address it last time. So I think that we help one another like that. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. I mean, this is encouraging. I think it's I wish I would have heard this ten years ago. 
Yeah. Because I, just to know that how God has made me, how is useful, mm-hmm. you know, like he's changing me surely, but he's not, he's changing the parts of my personality that are wicked, that are sinful, that have been impacted by sin. But there's a part of my personality that is just how he created me to be. And I think in his kindness and in his like, you know, dopeness, if that's a great word to describe the ancient of days, <laughs> he's using how he's made me to exalt him. Yeah, because Jesus did both. Right. Jesus walked up to the woman at the well and immediately start giving her the business. But he also walked with people. <laughs> he also walked with people and had deep relationships with people. He did both. And mm-hmm. I think that um, because we're made in the image of God, he's made us all different. And because he's made us all different, there's no way that our evangelism all looks the same, right? God has made us all different. So I think that we shouldn't get caught up on what boldness looks like or how we should share the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, be true to who God made you to be. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean you can't be bold in who God has made you to be, but just tr- be true to who God has made you to be. That's good. You know what I'm saying? All right. I'm sleepy now. I've been sleepy. Oh. I hope this so was now, helpful to now y'all. Now it's a competition on who's sleepier. I'm, I'm bet I'm sleepier than you. Uh, you probably are. Yeah. Because Preston wakes up and uses the bathroom all the time. I'm the kind of person. Hey, I w- they didn't have to know that. <laughs> I'm, I'm the person in the. I'm a person in the bed. At least you ain't doing it in our trash can. See the thing. <laughs> <laughs> see the thing about Jackie. Jackie can. I think Jackie got narcolepsy a little bit. <laughs> see the thing about Jackie. Jackie can fall asleep anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. Like our kids, they be like hanging off the ceiling fan and she don't she, care. And she just be knocked out. Don't I can't. Care. I can't sleep because like this, that. That's what y'all don't understand. I am not a good person when I'm tired. I'm not all right. I'm easily irritated. I'm perturbed. I got a smart mouth. I need my sleep. She be like, I'm finna go to sleep. I'm yeah. like, you sleep already? <laughs> you just said it. Sleep is too good for us to wait on it to come. We just gotta go. We just gotta close our eyes I wish and, I can and do let that. it happen. I wish I could do that. But anyway, we finna go there now. Thanks for having us in y'all cars and trains and automobiles and while y'all washing dishes yeah thank y'all for having us Uh, make sure y'all tune into the next episode adios peace